Welcome back to Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon. I'm here with the Deacon himself, Alex Deacon. Hey, Adam. Hey. I see you're uh, you're having a very healthy breakfast. Breakfast of champions, baby. Yeah, it's more like lunchtime, but she, uh, just to let you know, folks, he's having Pringles, cheddar cheese flavored, and cherry Pepsi, uh, which yeah. I love cherry Coke. But I, I, I go with cherry Pepsi, too, but... Yeah, that's super healthy. It's it's a great it's a great way to start your day. Yep. Um, full of nutrients Bre- and of champions. cardboard and quasi foods. Yeah. Total chemically <laughs> induced garbage. Love um, it. So Alex, as as everyone knows, if they've been listening by now, we talk a lot about uh, different types of real estate investing, things to look out for, mm-hmm. tips, tricks, uh, experiences. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, so today. As per the title, which you guys have probably already seen, Alex, what we want to talk about is you, my friend, have just closed on your first property. Now what? I have no idea. Neither do I. <laughs> I've never closed you on You know a what? It depends, Adam. How many times have I said that? It depends. It depends. How many? I don't know. Maybe 87,000 times? Probably. I should keep a counter. It really does depend. Okay, so what was the title again? Say it again. Uh, you've closed on your first property. Now what? I like it. I like the pause. You like the pause? Yeah. Um, it depends. It depends. Yeah. What else? What else do you want to discuss? I guess, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's it. That's it. That's we're, it. We're going to end the podcast, so, uh, and uh, thank you for joining right, us. So we got. So we know that it depends. So what? Let's talk. So about what the are you variables. doing with the property, Adam? So you bought it, and what is your, what's your business plan? What's your game plan with this particular Ooh, property? Let's what, talk, talk about if it's a. Let's pretend Adam's buying a property. Adam's it's not. It's not your own personal residence, because okay. what would you do after you buy your own personal residence? You'd probably move in, enjoy life, and go on. Right. Correct. What are you doing with this property? Uh, let's say we're going to flip it. You want to talk about flips first? We're going to flip it. Let's talk about flips. Flip it good. <laughs> so we're going to flip it. So here we go. Um, what's the first thing you do when you're going to flip it? Well, time is... Of the essence? Oh, time is money. Yeah, yeah, yeah time absolutely. is money. Time is money. Time's of the essence is good too, sort of. That's another, yeah. Mm-hmm. Time is of the essence. Time is money. So... Literally every day goes by when you're doing a flip, it's costing you money. It should actually gnaw at you every second of your life because you have four or five flips going on, like I do. Man, I, I don't know how many times that the, the jobs just take too long and they're costing me serious, serious money. And you're just watching money bleed yeah, out. The I have two end. going on right now. I, I did a duplex right now and I took three or four more months than I should have and that's completely my fault because I was trying to save money and do it this way or do it that way and just let my contractor handle it which he's very good at so I should have just let him handle it anyway just say four months of mortgage payments uh, insurance taxes utilities I would say fifteen hundred dollars a month so do the math what's four times fifteen hundred uh, right there, you're learning six thousand dollars. Yeah, it did cost me six grand. So, I'm flipping this place. I probably should hold on to it, but it's in like an area where it's in a bit of a transition right now. So, I'm not sure if I want to gamble on that. And be honest with you, at this point in time, I just would rather flip it, make the twenty thousand dollars, and move on. So that's about what I'm going to make. Twenty. I could have made twenty six. Okay, that's a hell. That's twenty five percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, the first thing you do, yeah, you're closing your first property. Now what? And you're flipping it. 
have your shit in order okay so before you close you need to get the utilities switched over okay many times I've closed on a property where the, let's say the, it's bank owned and the utilities are off and I haven't initiated or started the utility transfer yet and if the electric's been off for a long time then you have to get electric recertified and that could take a month and if the gas line's bad you gotta get a new gas line in you could push yourself back two months if you're paying fifteen hundred dollars a month in holding costs you just cost yourself three grand so as soon as you go under contract not closing you should probably start looking into switching the utilities as long as you know you're definitely gonna close on it you're gonna buy it and go ahead and get those utilities started to get switched over okay okay so um, once under contract start transitioning those utilities immediately yeah or just have them ready to go you know call the electric company and say hey can I get the electric on and they say yeah no problem then you can wait till a week before if they say no we're gonna need to have it electrically certified by an electrician and then inspected by the electrical code officer then you need to start on that now okay, okay? Gotcha. otherwise you don't have electricity then you don't have heat you know you're not doing anything right right so get the utilities turned on next thing to do is uh, check with your insurance provider you don't want to close on something and especially if you're paying cash because you can forget about insurance when you pay cash <coughs> you don't have a lender saying hey we're not closing until you show us insurance so many times I've closed on properties and the oversight was I forgot to get insurance well what happens if something major what if the place burns down right. or somebody gets hurt there I mean come on make sure you have that insurance ready and, and, and in line ready to go uh, your financing have that before you close have that ready I'm not saying the financing to purchase it but how are you gonna finance the rehab right did you pay cash for it and figured you'd wing it and find and somehow find the money to do the rehab so make sure you have your funds in place to do the rehab if you can get into the property early and the bank or the owner will allow you to go in and out then start getting measurements start sending your contractor to excuse me measure the kitchen uh, measure the, the bedrooms the living room for flooring for carpet for what's it going to cost to paint get your plumber in there to assess you know what kind of plumbing and electrical is going to be needed to be done so your electrician and your plumber are typically the, the first guys in there because they're getting all the mechanicals done and in place so now the finishing guys can come in and drywall and paint do flooring without the mechanical guys running around bumping into each other gotcha okay so you have to do this and it's some sort of method methodology to this your game plan basically it's serious yeah. yep yeah so we talked about um, utilities getting estimates getting your contractors lined up um, we talked about insurance and let me just go back to contractors a, a, another reason to get them in there is to you know these guys are working two three months out so if you're if you want to get your kitchen guy in there or your flooring guy in there he's going to want to know a month or two in advance so he can coordinate with his other clients and customers right so if you wait till you close on march 31st and you wait till you know april 2nd to call him and say hey i need these floors done he's going to be like i'm, I'm a month I'm to two months out yeah. if he says i'm available now then you're probably not a he's probably not a good contractor because he's not super busy <laughs> It's so true, though, you know. If you want something done, hire somebody who's busy. Right, exactly. You know, they'll get it done, but you know, you have to wait if you want it done right. 
So you get all your contractors lined up, you have utilities on, you have your finance in place, you have your insurance in place. Um, now execution, right? You need to start getting it done. So you need to get your plumber in there, your electrician, get them out, in and out first, uh, then have your you know drywalling done, then your painting is, is typically done, then the kitchen goes in, then the, typically the last thing done is flooring. Because you're gonna, everybody's walked in and out a thousand times, and the last thing you want to do is get the flooring done first and have all your contractors walking in and scratching it up. So right. Flooring is typically one of the last things that gets done. Okay. Then you get that thing on the market and ready to sell. But just, I guess the the the, the gist of this inf of this information is, act quickly, have your stuff planned out, and try to get this property fixed flipped and sold as quickly as possible because time is absolutely money in these cases. So basically, if you're looking to flip, <clears throat> like, I guess in rare instances, if you think that you might have found this diamond in the rough of a deal, jump on it without a game plan. Otherwise, make sure you have your game plan mm -hmm. set because it can be very, very costly. That's a you. great point. Yeah, when you, like, sometimes I'll find a great deal and I don't have the time, the money, the resources to jump on it to, to actually do it, but I have the money to purchase it and let it sit there. Right. Yeah, sometimes you have to do that. Okay. But just starting out, you typically, you know, you're not doing that. You right. know, you're not banking on, it. people call it, uh, I mean, when you buy like land, it's called land banking. Mm -hmm. Like you just sit on it and you think something's going to happen Hope in 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. This is kind of similar to that, right? You're buying a project and you're just banking it. You're sitting there, you know it's going to make you money. Um, but just you got to account for your holding costs while it's sitting there. Right. You know, you just take that in consideration when you're doing your P and L. Okay. If you close on your first property and you're not flipping it, what other options are there? What um, are you doing? What with if it? you're a landlord and you want to rent this property out? So you're going to buy and hold the property. Buy it, rent it out, hold it long term. Okay. Now there's a couple of different options here, right? What? Or not options, but scenarios. What if it's a a property that needs work? Then essentially, you go back to what we just talked about on the flip, and you're doing the same thing, right? So if you had to buy it, fix it up before you rent it, again, time is money. It's costing you money sitting there. You want to have your contractors in there, and everything's ready. Boom, get it done. Start marketing it. If it's a super, super hot rental market, which happens occasionally, I mean, it's not all the time, you can start pre-marketing it before it's done. But typically, if the property isn't done and show ready, it's hard for people to imagine what it's going to look like. You can't walk them into a disaster zone with drywall slinging, crazy painters <laughs> throwing paint on the wall, and they're tripping over compressors and hammers. It looks like a Bob just, Ross painting on You can't do that. Yeah. So... Um, Get the property done and have your marketing team in place, your property management team in place, or have your, if you're not hiring a property manager, then just get on it where your ads are ready. So as soon as it's done, you got really nice pictures, you have it up and it's for rent. Now, the other scenario would be you're buying something that's perhaps maybe already rented, then there's really not much, a whole lot to do. So if it's already rented, all you're doing is taking over the tenant. Right, correct, correct. Right, so in that case, just make sure you have at the closing the tenant's information, their application, if they if the if the landlord has it, their existing owner, 
their copy of their lease for sure. Make sure you have a copy of the security deposit and that check, or it gets transferred at the, at the closing. You know, so you get that deposit transferred to you, and make sure your rents are prorated. So if you close in the middle of the month and the tenants paid their rent for March, and you close March 15th, then you are due 16 days of rent back from the owner. Okay. Okay. Now I do have a question. Um, when you and this, you may want to hold off, and we might branch off into this, but um, where, if you're house hacking, would you still incur like a lot of these holding costs and things of that nature, or because you're living there, like if it was a maybe like a duplex or something like that, or transforming something into a duplex? House hacking is when you actually live there, fix up, and then Correct. sell it. Yes. Okay, that's great for um, spreading out your risk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, because you're. Yeah, it's actually providing a dual purpose. It's your primary residence for now, and then you're going to sell it. So your holding costs are almost eliminated. Because think about it, you're living there instead of paying rent somewhere else. Right, correct. So yeah, it's it's different. It's completely different. Okay. Um, and it's not something that you can like. You can't duplicate that and do it. All, all the time, correct. You know, you can right. only house hack so many times, right? Yeah, because <laughs> you have to live there, and yeah, yeah, it's it's limited. It's a great way to get started, though. Great way to get started. That's why I figured I'd toss that. Yeah. I know a lot of people do start with house hacking. It's a great way to get started, yeah, because yeah, you limit you limit your uh, your risk to such a small narrow window that you know you're gonna you're gonna most likely make money or do okay. Gives you a lot of room to make mistakes. So we talked about buying a buy and hold if you get to fix it up. Uh, a buy and hold you have, if you already have a renter in there and even a buy and hold that's already rent ready but it's vacant you know, just basically start marketing that as, as soon as possible you know make sure you do your market research and you put the right amount of rent on it because I'm a firm believer I'd rather have a place rented for example 800 a month versus a thousand a month if I can get it rented in two weeks at 800 or if it takes me two months to get it rented for a thousand right. what are you really saving at the end of the, right. at the, end of the day right. So I think we've covered it. I mean, you've closed on your first property. Now what? You know, we've, we've talked about a flip. We've talked about a buy and hold. Um, I don't know any other scenarios that we'd be working with because if you're doing wholesaling, you're typically not closing on the property. You're typically going to just assign it so you really never take ownership of it in most cases. Okay. Yeah. So wholesaling typically doesn't apply here? It typically doesn't, but some people do close on it, take ownership of it, and then sell it. But that's that's normally not a good game plan. You can't do that too often because you're um, it's high risk. You know, you get all these properties under contract. You close on them, and now you don't have any buyers for it. Right. So you should always have your in wholesaling. You should have your buyer pool already established. Now you got to go find the the properties because then you have a you just basically find a buyer that matches that property. Literally no whole time. Yeah, that's what exactly right. none zero. Okay. okay. All right. Sounds good. Looks like this one, and, and we got this in in about fifteen minutes. Fifteen too. minutes. How about nice. That? We had some uh, funny little jokes at the beginning. I hope it gave you folks some some laughs. It is the deacon himself. No? Yeah, no I think so. I think we, we need one some... of those buttons where you get applause and, and people. We do need one of those. We should just just so everybody knows when they're supposed to. Laugh. I could probably find one online. Sure we'll we get can. one for the next one. Ne next episode. So there you go, guys. That next episode we'll have a live studio audience. Wink, yes. wink, nudge, nudge. Um, Listen, thank you so much for listening to this uh, this installment of Real, Real Estate Investing with Alex Deegan. Guys, please make sure you're checking out all of our material uh, all over the interwebs. Uh, DHREA.com. Find us on Facebook, Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. Find us on Twitter, at Deacon Hoover. 
This podcast, along with the Realtor Nation podcast featuring Ian Hoover, can be found on Spreaker, uh, Apple Music, I believe iTunes is now called, uh, Google Play, and much, much more. So guys, like, subscribe, uh, leave comments, and like we always say, leave us topics that you would want us to talk about. The Deacon himself has over 25 years of knowledge. Pick his brain, ladies and gentlemen. So for Alex, myself, and the rest of the fine people here at Deacon Hoover Real Estate, we thank you, and we will see you next time.